0: Welcome to the Jesus, Me, and Anxiety podcast, where you can love Jesus and still not be okay every day. I'm your host, Cassie, and I'll be sharing way too personal parts of my journey with anxiety and panic attacks, hoping that together we can find ways to feel free, even if there are a million reasons to feel anxious. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Jesus, Me, and Anxiety. This is episode two of the second season, and I'm really excited this morning. I say this morning because I'm doing this um, Saturday morning, and um, I just finished reading the Bible, and I have to tell you about this program that I'm doing. Um, This year, I really wanted to focus on reading the word and really diving into it. I mentioned on the last episode that this year, my only goal was to pursue God. Like that's it. Pursue Jesus. Be more like Jesus. That's it. And in doing that, I wanted to like really pursue the word of God. Um, I, a couple of years ago, or even like years ago, maybe like four or five years ago, I really got into listening to podcasts. And while there's nothing wrong with podcasts, um, it was easy for me to do because I would do it. I would listen to podcasts while I was working. I would listen to podcasts um, while I was working out. I would listen to podcasts while I was driving. Um, And I kind of got a lot of opinions about different Topics and concepts, and while a lot of it was really great, um, I really just wanted to go back to the basics. Again, I talked about this a little bit last episode, of just being with God and letting His Word speak to me. So I found this program. um, It's actually from the C.S. Lewis Institute, and you can look it up. You can Google it, but it's like a way to read the Bible where you you divide your Bible into Six different parts. And it's like the very beginning, the law, and then the history part, and then the, the poet parts, which is like Job and Psalm and Proverbs, and then Song of Solomon. And then you've got the prophet part, and then you've got um, the like New Testaments. You've got the Gospels. You've got the letters to churches. And it's just all these six parts of the Bible. And you divide your Bible up and you read one chapter from each section every day. And so you get this like big view because I've always read the Bible. If I start out to read it, you know, in its entirety, whether the New Testament or the Old Testament, I will just read it like chronologically. And one of the things that this program mentioned was people can either get bored at certain parts or it can get confusing at certain parts and you just kind of die out and Of course, the New Testament's a little easier than the Old Testament. And so what I like about this program is that I'm reading a different part of the Bible every single day. I'm reading all the parts of the Bible every single day. So I'm reading like a a few sections of the Old Testament and the New Testament. And it, it really is like, it's just crazy how the whole story of Jesus is from beginning to end, and you can see that every single day. So it just gives you this big view, and I love it. And um I just finished this morning um, my sections for the day. And while I was reading, really, this second episode has kind of been stirring in me for like the past like week, and I really just was like, oh, some of the scriptures that I was reading this morning really were like, okay, this is what I really feel strongly that I want to share. Most of this season is probably going to be based on not my opinion, but what the Word of God says. Um, I shared a lot of opinions about things last year. Not that I think that all my opinions are bad or wrong, but just I think that there's nothing that's going to help anybody who chooses to listen to this more than the word of God itself. And so that's what we're going to dive into. And um, I'm not a preacher or a pastor. I'm really not a good pastor. (laughs) On the like the Christian, you know, test thing, I don't know if if you're listening, if you grew up in church or not, but there's like all these tests where you can figure out like what your um, gifts are like for the church. So are you pastoral? Are you administrative? Are you, you know, what all these things? I am not pastoral. (laughs) I'm not very good at, um, like, what's the word? Like shepherding people. Um, I'm definitely not like a sermon preacher or whatever. So I'm more of a, like, if anything, I'm probably, um, more of like, this is the truth. And this is just what the Bible says. Like, I don't really want to like try to convince you. I just want to tell you what the Bible says. So, um, Today, we're talking about freedom from shame. Um, the biggest word that I have on my heart for this podcast this year is freedom. Um, I feel like a lot of people are not walking in freedom. I am still learning to walk in freedom in certain areas of my life, and I feel like Jesus died to give us freedom from our sins and freedom from our struggles and um so today, let's start talking about this freedom from shame. Um, a lot of people that I know, I've mentioned this before, are scared to talk about anxiety in the Christian realm because a lot of people, like if you're dealing with anxiety, for me, one of my biggest things was I felt like I should be healed from it. I felt like I should just be able to get over it because as a lot of people have quoted to me my entire life. Philippians four sixteen says, "Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus." And I believe that scripture. I believe that when I'm dealing with anxiety, when I do open myself up and begin to be thankful to God and pray to God and spend time with God. His peace does come. That scripture is 100% accurate. It's in the word of God. But I've heard that scripture when I talk about my struggle with anxiety and people are basically saying like, this is what the Bible says not to do. <laughs> and honestly, when you're teaching anybody like the word of God or, or just morals and values in general, when you give a lot of don't do this, don't do this, know this, know that, it really doesn't help that person Evolve into what they should be doing um, or experiencing. Like for my kids, for example, if I just say no, 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 no all day without directing them toward what's right, they're not really learning how to be the person that God created them to be, or a person of character or values. They're just learning that mommy says no a lot. <laughs> and so, um, when you know, when I read the Bible, you know, the scriptures also say. You know, don't be selfish or prideful or lustful or gluttonous or all of these things. And people still fall into those temptations all the time. And so there are a lot of, you know, things that the Bible says not to do, but there's also a lot of direction in the Bible for us on what to do. And um, that's kind of what I want to talk about, because I think a lot of people feel like, Condemned in their anxiety, maybe not even from outside sources, but just from yourself. Like, I should be healed from this, or I should be able to just, you know, wake up tomorrow and kick this thing in the tail. And that's not always how it works. Um, And, you know, maybe you've even felt less loved by God because of your struggle with anxiety. Like, you're not doing something right because you're giving in to your fears or your worries which is causing you to struggle with anxiety, which maybe you feel like is you know, separating you from God. Um, I want to read this scripture. Paul says in 2 Corinthians, um, So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I've begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, My grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness, so now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses, so the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness, in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That's in 2 Corinthians 12, 7-10. Now, we don't know for sure, like, of course, what this thorn in his side is, but When I read it, like when I read it today, to me, like one of the things I thought about was the anxiety struggle. I mean, I certainly, when I've had panic attacks, I have definitely felt like a messenger from hell is trying to talk to me and take me down. Um, So when he was describing it, you know, I don't know why this had not stood out to me before. Of course, everyone, you know, refers to the thorn in in the flesh thing from Paul, but this part specifically had not ever stood out to me before that he said, um, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Um, I like. I was like, oh, I have felt like that when I deal with anxiety. Like literally, a messenger from hell is like just telling me all the things to worry about and all the things that I'm not and I can't do, and just that anxiety pressure. And um, honestly, God's grace is all I need. Like that's that's the end of that verse. That is the saving grace of it all. Like even Paul you know, one of the, like, the greatest of the greats in the Bible who wrote so much of the New Testament and has so much wisdom from the Lord and walks so intimately with what God was doing in the earth during this time. Even he reminds us that, like, I even have this issue. I don't know what it was, but there's this issue that keeps me from becoming proud of myself, where I think that I have arrived on this Christian journey and, you know, everything's perfect in my life it wasn't even for him and i think that this is important for us to remember because we none of us are exempt from having some kind of issue on this earth and so if yours is anxiety you know for for when you're weak in that anxiety he is strong his grace is sufficient for you and it may not always feel that way But that's where we have to read the word and say, this is what the truth is. The truth is, I am weak. And I don't have to be ashamed of that. Paul says to boast about it. I don't have to be ashamed when I'm having a panic attack. That just reveals that my flesh is weak and that God, God's grace and his strength is what I need. Um, I want to read this next verse, um, Romans 8, because this is also something that I hear a lot, you know, like. I don't want to admit that I'm weak and, you know, struggling with anxiety because I should have defeated it. Well, Paul says, "You know what? When you're weak, he's strong." And it just exemplifies God's strength in your life when you have a weakness. So don't be ashamed of that. Be proud of it and say, "You know what? This is my weakness. My weakness is that I worry and have anxiety." Now I'm not saying get stuck in it and just for the rest of my life I'm just going to worry <laughs> so that I can show God's strength. But it is okay to not have shame in that and to have freedom in the fact that we are all relying on God's strength every day. Um, Romans 8, 18, and verse 22 and 23. I want to read this to you. It says, this is talking about the future glory, and it says, Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory He will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who His children really are. And then down in verse 22, it says, For we know that all creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. So we have to remember that, like, sometimes we are waiting and enduring on this earth hardships, weaknesses, you know, death, decay. All of these things are part of our earth now. And we don't have to be ashamed of that because, yes, we live in a sinful world, but. We have Jesus. If you've accepted Jesus, you don't have to be ashamed of your flesh weakness because your spirit is like the Spirit of God. Because of Jesus, your spirit is made clean every time you repent of your sins, every time you turn back to the Lord. Your spirit is made blameless before Him. But our flesh is groaning, our bodies are groaning, our minds are groaning, creation is groaning for the future glory that God promises us in eternity. And waiting is a hard thing to do. I mean, it's 2021. We don't have to wait for anything. Like Everything is instant for us. And You know, we read scriptures about Jesus or the disciples instantly healing people in the Bible. And of course, everyone, that's a big focus sometimes in our Christian culture of, you know, healing and, and, you know, everything just being instant and walking and healing. And while I do think that that is amazing and it is a gift that God has given us, there are also times where, you know, we have to wait out and, and endure our struggles and our suffering, um, you know, maybe you've heard that saying it's it's God's will that everyone's healed. Well, of course it is. Maybe that saying has like scared you into thinking that you shouldn't, you know, admit your struggle with anxiety or whatever your your struggle is. You know, maybe because it's God's will that everyone be healed, you have felt like you're not walking in God's will or maybe you have felt like shunned by Christian culture that has said, "Well, why aren't you healed? It must be your fault." You know what? It is a hundred thousand percent God's will for you to be healthy, whole, perfect, even. When he created the earth, he created Eden, which was a perfect place, and he put perfect people and perfect things in it. It was a hundred percent his will. and it was made clear from the very beginning that he wanted us to be sanctified, holy, blameless before him so that we could truly walk with him in his presence and know him intimately, like Yes, that is his will. Um, But then, of course, we know that the next part of that story is that we unfortunately failed him. And we live for a short period of our life here on this earth, this side of eternity, a very short period. And we battle circumstances and troubles and sicknesses and ultimately death of these bodies. They do decay. Um, But the point of the gospel story, the point of the Bible is But Jesus. (laughs) Like, if I could just like highlight anything from this podcast, it is Jesus. We needed a savior and God sent one. Jesus died so that we could ultimately experience everything God has for us healing, health, a clear mind. Like, of course, God doesn't want us to deal with anxiety and worry. You know, He talks about that many times in the Bible but we need Jesus to overcome that. We need him every single day, and don't be ashamed of that. You are not a savior. <laughs> you are not God himself. You are made like God in his image, but you are not Jesus. You are not your own savior. Because if you were, you wouldn't need Jesus. So we can't be ashamed that we need Jesus. We boast about it like Paul says, because without him, we we can't overcome the world, but by his power we can and sometimes we get so caught up in what we should be able to cast out or defeat or you know what freedom we should have that we forget that it's only by his power it's by his might that we conquer this world in our flesh weakness his spirit makes our spirit strong to endure the hard things in our flesh and if you've ever felt disconnected from God or shunned, like, like you're shunned by God or people have made you feel that way or you yourself have made you feel shunned by God or unloved by God because of a weakness you have or because you haven't experienced total freedom yet. This is what the Bible says to that. I'm going to read Romans 8.35. This is my favorite verse that I've read this entire episode today. It says, Romans 8.35, can anything— ever separate us from Christ's love does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We're being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing, Can separate us from God's love. Not death nor life, angels or demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the power of hell can separate us from God's love. Did you notice? And honestly, again, these are things that are coming alive to me in the scripture. I never noticed this. I've heard my whole life nothing can separate me from God's love, not death nor life nor hell itself. Those are the things that I feel like people like target the most from this verse, but he says, "I'm convinced that nothing can separate us, not our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow." That's anxiety, right? That's anxiety and fear. That's what we talk we're talking about dealing with here, and it's very clearly stated here that that does not separate you from the love of God. If you have felt like Your anxiety or your struggle with anxiety is separating you from God because you're not walking in freedom. It is just not true. The Bible says He loves you more than we can understand. It's a promise right here in His Word. And I, of course, I 100,000% believe that freedom from anxiety is possible on this side of eternity. Just like healing from sickness is possible on this side of eternity. I know people who have walked out healing from cancers. I know people who've walked out healing from um, mental disorders or just all kinds of crazy things in in their flesh bodies that they've experienced healing from. But I also, of course, know people who 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 were amazing just amazing godly people um who had to endure their suffering on this side of eternity and walk in their promise in eternity i don't know why none of us do if anyone ever tells you that they know the reason why i'm just not sure that i can trust that because the bible is very clear about both scenarios enduring suffering and hoping for eternity and also healing is possible um and like I said, I, I can't answer those crazy questions. I think, you know, it's on everyone's mind sometimes when someone's sick or suffering with something. But what I do know is that God's promise is that he will never be separated from us. His love will never be separated from us, no matter if we're suffering or we walk in freedom from it. And I also know that freedom from anxiety is possible. I I know from my own experience, like I have walked out for this past year, I have not had one panic attack. You know, I've had, you know, a few struggles here and there with anxiety. I'm not going to act like I've like defeated it completely and I never even think about it. Um, But I have experienced freedom from panic attacks, which was huge for me because those are the things that have like hospitalized me. (laughs) Um, so I'm excited to celebrate that miracle in my life, but I also know that it has taken me partnering with the Lord, getting in his word, spending time with him, you know, practicing different things to help me walk out that freedom. But I wish so badly that I could go back and, you know, we're going to talk about all those things like, you know, ways that I've continued to experience freedom. But I think, the first thing we have to talk about is freedom from the shame of your anxiety, because I wish I could go back to like the darkest time of my panic attacks and say to that girl who was curled up on the floor in her weakness that he is strong and that the love of God would never be separated from me, because I have had that thought. I have wondered, like, what am I doing wrong? I'm not in God's will because I'm worrying and I'm having anxious thoughts and I'm you know, having panic attacks, full-blown panic attacks, like this isn't from God and I must not be in God's will. And, you know, I'm separated from him or whatever. And it's just not true because nothing has the power to separate me from the creator of the universe's love for me. And so today, if you have felt any kind of shame for your anxiety or panic disorder, be free today. If you've ever felt like you are far from God in your weakness or, or unloved by him, Be free today. I want to pray right now. And I just, I want you to take a moment. I hope if you're driving, like I always say, like, you know, please don't close your eyes. Um, But even if you could just stop for a second and just let's really pray. Because this is another thing that I feel strongly to do in this podcast this year is to read the word and to pray. Like these are commandments in the Bible from the beginning to the end. Read and pray. Read and pray. This is what Jesus did. He knew the scriptures inside and out, and he talked to his father all the time. And that is what we are to do. So we're going to pray today. Um, let's just take a second and just talk to the father about this. Father God, I pray that your love, the love of the one true God, Yahweh, creator of the universe, that your love would just swarm us today. God, I pray that you would break through any barrier or wall that we have put up saying that you can't reach us because of our anxiety or our weakness, God. We pray that you would just tear down that wall today and that your love would swarm us. I pray that any shame that we have felt would be replaced with sonship God who we are identity and hope in you and joy in your strength God replace our shame with the things that you promise in your word that you are our strength that you are our joy that you are our hope the hope of glory would keep us going God I pray that we would learn to boast in our weaknesses and not be prideful about them, God. We have nothing to be proud of other than the fact that we were saved by grace, that we were saved by you, Jesus, and that we can boast in our weakness because we know you and we know that you make our spirit strong enough to endure suffering, strong enough to find joy and peace and hope in any suffering or troubles we experience here, God. And lastly, I just pray for freedom, God. I pray for freedom from the anxiety itself and that by focusing on your strength and just devouring the word of God, our minds would line up with your thinking, Yahweh, that our minds would line up with your thinking of us and your thinking of this world, God. We give our anxiety, our worries, and our weakness to you, and we are so proud to know that you are our strength, God, and that through you, through Jesus Christ, we can be free. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks for listening to Jesus, Me, and Anxiety. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Jesus, Me, and Anxiety, or share your journey with me by emailing Jesus, Me, and Anxiety at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by Phoenix Creative, which happens to be my amazing husband's company. So check it out at myphoenixcreative.com.